Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. Here we are. Happy New Year. The first of the Becoming Iconic masterclasses for 2022. And we are going to start with a bang, my friends. I hope you are buckled in prepared. Your heart is open. Your attention is set on the words that are about to pour into you as we really launch a brand new year, a brand new chapter and a brand new time for us to really evolve and grow and develop and enjoy. So here's something I just want to share with you right off the bat. That's really important for you to acknowledge, understand and comprehend a date, a time has no significance in the growth and expansion of your life and business. You know, many of us wait for January 1st, and then we will. I'm telling you right now, January 1st has nothing to do with any of your goals. All those desires, all those dreams, all those aspirations are held by you and your capacity, held by the willingness to step forth into it. And a date does not define that. It's who you are, who you are each and every day. So I'm going to assume you understand that concept. And that's probably another masterclass for another week. I want to sink into the five pillars that have been the foundation and the anchors for all the growth that I have been through and walked through over the last several years. This is going to be a masterclass series. So what I mean by that is I'm going to pick one pillar per week over the next several weeks to deep dive into what they mean, how they can support you and practices within those pillars that really get to amplify everything. So stay tuned over the next several weeks to the elevation that is about to take place. If you listen, learn, and then apply, that's the goal. So today's masterclass is the first of five in this series, and it's all about self, because let's face it, what we do, how we show up, how we believe in ourselves is the seed to everything that grows in and out and through us. And so starting with self seems to me the most appropriate, because if we are putting ourselves at the bottom of the list or the middle of the list, well, first of all, can we just say to ourselves, hmm, that's probably a normal behavior. I have been doing this for a long time where I put things above me or other priorities before me. And that's a practice within itself. This year, I'm going to actually honor myself first. I'm going to put myself at the top of that priority list so that everything else that has importance comes from me in a steady place where I am nurtured and cared for where I feel expansive and open, where I feel ready and coming from overflow. That means every other pillar here on out gets to be bigger and wider and hold more for us because we have put the attention and the emphasis on ourselves. And this was one of the most beautiful, romantic, loving stories of 2021 for myself. I walked into that year not someone who didn't believe in herself, actually, as a matter of fact, that's one of the things that people often comment on is I do have an unshakable belief in what I can create and what I can hold. However, I could waver and I have wavered in the past on the doubt that really, for me, is it really going to happen? 
Is it only for the few out there that have already, you know, shown the evidence? Why me? And it all came down to this worthiness or not enoughness. And that is just something I believe we all share. Can we just say that? Can we just be together in that and realize this is something we all have in common to some extent? Some are further down the path, like myself, where we can look at this differently. We can realize it differently where others are still on the journey of self-actualization and really understanding that you were worthy. You are worthy upon arrival. Let me say that again. You are worthy upon arrival. I finally understood it last year. Wait, I don't earn worthiness. Worthiness is not attached to the revenue of my business. Worthy is not attached to how many followers I have on Instagram. Worthy is not attached as to whether this client hires me or not. Worthy is not attached to how much I am loved by my husband. Worthy is not attached to how much my children celebrate me. Wait, I was worthy upon arrival? (sighs) Breath, pause, release, and Everything just became so widely open for me. I literally, in that moment, felt my heart grow, grow for myself, grow for others, grow for my experiences, because I finally got it. My worthiness is not earned. My worthiness is my birthright. And I really hope this lands for you. I really hope you fully understand this, that Your worthiness doesn't come with a level of success. It comes now today, which is how I started this whole masterclass. Do you see how coordinated this is? That a date doesn't define your readiness. That success in your business doesn't define your worthiness. That it's all about who you are, yourself, the relationship with self, the belief in self, the willing to stretch and shift and refine and grow and be and have and do all of those things are the most important things in your day in how you show up for yourself your world your relationships etc so i wanted to give you this right off the start of this masterclass so you could take a different posture as i start to explain to you some practices that i have within my day to support me through this and hold me in this worthiness to amplify, grow, and be in this gorgeous relationship with myself. You've heard me say this before, and I will say it a thousand times again. The most beautiful love story we could ever participate in is the love story with ourselves. Let me say that again. The most beautiful love story we could ever have or participate in is the love story with ourselves. We have watched movies where a man and a woman primarily, we're hopefully changing that narrative, but mostly a man and a woman in a movie fall in love and it is full of romance and butterflies and they're going up for dinners and they're celebrating each other and you can see the flirt, you can see the nerves, you can see the excitement of this new relationship. And we have really glamorized that and I will talk about that in another pillar, but we have really glamorized that as though that is, should be, and gets to be our experience all the time with our partners or someone we choose to be in life with. What if 
we actually took that concept, that idea, that story, and turned the mirror directly upon ourselves, where we get butterflies thinking about ourselves, where we get excited about the idea of spending time with ourselves, where we have that deep love and connection that we desire from someone else for ourselves. Then all the validation we seek from others stops, and the validation we give to ourselves feels so much better. It's so pure. It's so good. It's so kind and caring. And I truly believe each and every one of us, with no exception to this rule, every one of us, our purpose in life is to pursue and be in happiness and joy and abundance with ourselves. Not that we need to come home to ourselves, that we are outside of ourselves and the journey is to find that person. We are that person. But when I say coming home to ourselves, it's that coming inside of ourselves, that sinking into who we are and what we have to offer and what our skills are and our strengths. And what is the purpose of all this? What was I meant to learn? Who was I meant to meet? What could I put out into the world? How much can I squeeze out of this life? That's our purpose. Your business is not your purpose. It can be a mission within the purpose. It can be a part, an extension of your purpose, but it is not your purpose. Your purpose is to come home to you. Again, remembering that's not that coming home is a destination away from ourselves. It's the looking inward and being inward and being in relationship with ourselves. It's the most important thing. That's why I am starting this year with this masterclass for you because your relationship with self will create the most incredible, invigorating year of your life if you put that at the top of the priority list and you pursue it and be it every single day. So let me give you some tactics and practices that I have in my life that really have supported this journey for me. I've really supported this relationship with myself. And I don't have the desire in this masterclass to go deep into every one of these things. I will this year. So if there's something in particular that I talk about that you're like, ooh, go deeper, you can always find me over on Instagram. I'm always in my DMs. You can email me. You can find me and we can gain some clarity. Know that my door is open. This is a masterclass. This is not your typical podcast where I speak to you, give you a concept and you go about your day. This is a conversation that I am hoping we open and have continually that through your shares, that through your sharing on Instagram or emailing a friend or texting this link to someone saying, Hey, I really think this would be great for you. Or this really spoke to me today. I just wanted to share it that through that, we are continuing to open the conversation and dialogue around this, that this is not a one-sided story, that this is now us connecting on a soul level and that we continue to ask questions, dig deeper, look for clarity, challenge each other. That's what I'm here for. That's what becoming iconic is. I am here supporting you in becoming your iconic self, that self that feels so good as you move through your day from the moment your eyes open to the moment your eyes close, that every single day has been the most beautiful, joyful, memory-filled experience. Okay. So that's what this is for. So let me give you some practices. And some of these 
will likely feel uncomfortable as you start to incorporate them. Let's just get that out of the way. We as women, the first practice is called celebration, but we as women, especially, are not necessarily accustomed to celebrating ourselves. So, how this unfolded in my life was this word humility. I took the word humility to the biggest degree it could go to. I mean, I thought to be a humble leader meant that I celebrated everybody else but myself and that all my joy would come from celebrating everybody else and that naturally I would just feel good by doing that. Okay, here's the truth. Yes, there is truth to that. Definitely, there is a beautiful, fulfilling feeling of love and generosity by celebrating others. I will never be somebody who doesn't do that. That's a core value of mine is celebration. Celebration to me is gratitude in action. We're literally witnessing gratitude by celebrating ourselves or celebrating others. So I love to celebrate. But what was interesting to me was I didn't understand or didn't realize that I could celebrate myself through humility as well. That me proclaiming or sharing success or a win or something that has occurred in my life could come from this pure place. And that me celebrating myself took nothing away from anybody else. And as a matter of fact, added to the lives of other people witnessing me because it gave them permission. They didn't need it. But a lot of times, through the evidence or the example of somebody else, we're like, oh, wait, I can do this too. I like how this looks. I like how this feels. I am really stretched by how much she celebrates herself. What if I were to do that for myself too? And that was a lot of my journey in 2021 was this realization that leadership, when we do not stand firmly and confidently in our success and those things that get to be celebrated it ends up feeling a little bit lonely. It really does. Why? Because we are looking for others to validate us. We're looking for others to celebrate us. If we don't celebrate ourselves and we have a big win, what do we do? We kind of sit there with, you know, our fingers on our knees. We're a little shaky and we're just at at this like feeling of, come on, come on, come on. Can somebody see me? Can somebody celebrate me? Can somebody tell me I'm doing a great job? Come on, come on, come on. And we're waiting. We're waiting for someone to acknowledge us. And yes, it feels good when someone acknowledges us. Yes, when somebody's like, great job, Jen, or I see you, or I'm witnessing you, that feels good. But nothing, nothing feels as good as when I acknowledge and celebrate myself. This practice has taught me to be in the moment. This practice has taught me to linger and savor success. And not just the big wins, but all the small ones along the way. I celebrate myself constantly. And it's not from an ego perspective. It's not that a am better than perspective. I don't even think that is in my bones or in my blood. I don't have that capacity to be that person that thinks they are better than somebody else. But what I can say, it has given me a swagger. It has given me the posture of the shoulders back, chin up, look in the mirror, high five myself, give a little wink as I'm walking by the mirror. It has given me this feeling of energy 
Because when I can look at myself and say, wow, we did that. Like we just did that. That feels like the biggest, most beautiful celebration of all. It came from me. It was me. And it lasts longer. And it's also held me in the moment. So I'm not always looking for the next thing. Guilty. Guilty as charged. The next goal. The next goal. The next goal. The next goal. Always the next thing. And stretching for that because then I'll feel successful. If I have this, then I'll feel successful. If I have more clients, then I'll feel successful. If I have more comments or likes on my posts, then I'll feel more successful. Oh, a million dollars now has to be $2 million. I mean, there's always the next thing. And when I finally allowed myself to celebrate the one client who signed up and the 40 comments or likes, And sat in the moment of gratitude and celebration for self, everything started to grow exponentially. I'm talking quantum leaps. I'm talking manifestations beyond your wildest expectations. Because when you're sitting in gratitude and celebration for what is, more comes knocking at your door. As a matter of fact, more like pounds the door down, okay? (laughs) It's not even a gentle knock, it's a boom, 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 boom. That's how fast manifestations come into your life because it all stems from gratitude and celebration is a form of gratitude. Here are some of the ways I do it. I send myself flowers, if not weekly, every 10 to 14 days. It's really just about the life of the flowers, but I send them to myself all the time. And I send them to myself with a card that is addressed to myself, a message that I want to hear and give myself to celebrate something that's going on or an encouragement, something to really uplift me. And I used to ask my husband to do this. I used to say, you know, could you make sure there's fresh flowers in the house all the time? I really love receiving that gift. And if you would be able to do that for me, that would feel so supportive. I'd feel so loved. And what I realized is again, I'm looking outside of myself for something I desire. And not that I want to take that away from him, but I thought, why am I asking, waiting, expecting somebody to do this for me? What if I actually sent myself flowers? First of all, I get to pick out the ones I really love. And secondly, what would it feel like to open a package and see a love letter that I had written to myself? What would that feel like? And I know what's in that love letter. I wrote it, but every time I receive those flowers and every time I open that love letter, my heart swells. My veins start to feel like they're just, it's pumping full of love blood. It is just the most incredible, gorgeous experience. I will never be tired of it. That is one way I celebrate myself. Another thing is posting. That was something really uncomfortable for me. You mean talk about a testimonial, share a win, talk about how I can support and what's happening within my business. This made me so uncomfortable, especially when it came from or came about a financial success. Mm, That still makes me uncomfortable. I just have to own that in this moment. That still makes me uncomfortable. And why? Because we have been told to downplay our success constantly. And in being told to downplay our success constantly, we have also stopped celebrating those successes because we negotiate them or we feel like it's, it's, you know, nobody's going to really know it's okay. It's okay. We just excuse them so fast. These successes come in. It's like, excuse it. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Next. I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want anybody to think like I'm boastful or full of myself. 
how many of us have said that? And that was definitely a belief that I had incorporated. So to talk about financial successes was really uncomfortable. But what I realized is if I don't share these things, number one, I'm participating in the narrative that I no longer want to participate in that says that a woman who proclaims wealth is full of herself or boastful or braggy or trying to be better than. No, no, because that doesn't live in my body. I don't have that human experience. It's just not a part of me. And number two, I, I feel obligated, responsible to share what's possible, knowing that within my community, there are many of you who wonder and doubt and are curious, like what? You can stabilize $100,000 months. That's something you can do. Yes. Wait, you can build a multiple six-figure to seven-figure business with less than 20,000 followers? Yes. Wait, you can have somebody sign up and pay in full for a year of coaching with you? Yes. And so these things get to be the beacons the light, the sparks for you. And it's also a form of me celebrating and there is nothing wrong. And there is everything right with celebrating ourselves openly. And if we are uncomfortable with that, if we see it through somebody else or doing it ourselves, that's a point of contemplation and something to be really curious around. The other thing I do is really stand in the practices of how I walk through my day. So I wanted to give you some of those. So we've talked now about sending flowers as an example of being in relationship with self and celebrating self. We've talked about posts and allowing people to see the evidence of your growth, what you have to offer, proclaiming who you are and allowing other people to celebrate with you alongside of you and that everything gets to come through you. So you're constantly looking in the mirror. You're constantly validating self, which eliminates comparison, which eliminates this anxiety and need and even expectation of others to fulfill in us something that makes us feel good. Do you know your love language? I mean, I know my love language. I know there's no doubt about it. Okay. I am a words of affirmation girl. So if I'm in pursuit of myself and relationship with myself, and I know my love language is words of affirmation, and I'm sitting here in my office chair recording this masterclass with nobody else in the room, and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I hope they like it. Oh, I hope they tell me they like it. Oh, I wonder what my husband's doing. He hasn't texted me all day. Oh, wait, my best friend didn't text me. Oh, my my post today didn't get very many likes. Noise, noise. And all of that pulls me away from that love and deep connection with myself because I am looking outside of myself. That is the big message here. Stop. Just stop. When you can be really comfortable alone in a room without distraction by yourself, you will have the most divine, beautiful ideas, thoughts, prayer, meditation, expansion, vision, love, companionship, relationship, 
all of this drops right in. So how I walk through my day matters. Creating space to be by myself matters. I am a mom of four kids. I am also a wife to a husband of mine who I love. I'm also an only child and have two parents. I also run multiple streams of income, multiple businesses. I also have an executive team. So in itself, can you not just like sit there for a second and be like, wow, that's, that's a lot to hold. It is no denying that. And so what happens for me when I'm not pursuing myself or not in relationship with myself or not creating space for myself, I immediately go into overwhelm. Like it's, it's immediate. The feeling just, it, it covers me. I embody it. I own it. I'm like, I'm in overwhelm. I don't have time. Everything just starts to spiral. My brain, I, I always describe it. It's almost like metallic. It feels like metal screeching against metal. Everything starts to feel big. I start to panic. And it's not because I can't hold these things. I can, I do, I have. And as a matter of fact, I know I can hold even more. What it is, is that I have not spent time by myself, with myself, to center myself, to ask myself, what do I desire out of this day? What are intentions of this day? What did I do really well yesterday? What could I do better at today? What do I want to welcome into my world? What do I want to eat today? How do I want to feel? Who do I get to spend time with? How do I want to show up for those calls? What kind of presence do I want to have on social media? Am I in my personal power? That's another subject and another masterclass you have to look forward to is personal power and stepping into that. But I ask myself these questions and I am able to receive answers and anchor into the feeling I want to have throughout my day by creating space. So it means for me when I wake up, and I'm going to be honest with you, most days, well, it's not true anymore. Most days in 2021, not anymore. I woke up with the, oh my gosh, I got so much to do today. You know, that panicky feeling as soon as my body was waking up to the morning and I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it felt. I didn't like the initial panicky, anxious filled feeling as soon as I was waking up to the day. And I was like, I just, I don't want this. I want to release this. How, what are the things I can do so that when I wake up, which I don't have a lot of control over. I mean, when I'm first waking up and coming conscious to the world, I don't necessarily have the awareness to drop in the way I desire. So I was like, how do I navigate this? How do I work this out? Because I don't want to wake up with a negative thought immediately. I want to wake up with like a good morning, another day, or at least good morning (laughs) versus, oh my goodness, how am I going to be able to do all this today? Can you resonate with this? I'm sure you can resonate with this. I mean, I know I'm not alone. I know this. this is why I'm teaching this. This is why I spend so much time with my private clients on their practices, on how they are leading themselves. Your personal leadership is the most important thing that you can hold for everything in your life and business. So how you wake up in the morning and start your day really matters. I'm going to tell you a little story. I used to get up at 5 a.m. and I loved it. 
I loved it. I loved the quiet. I loved having the house to myself. I loved getting ahead, getting ahead of my day. I was ahead of my day because I wasn't waking up to kids who I needed to get ready for school and get breakfast made for. And my husband's going out the door for work and sort of the little bit of chaos that happens in everybody's home in the morning with just lots of bodies with lots of places to go. And so I loved the practice of getting up in the morning and getting ahead and having myself centered and just really spending time with myself, thinking and contemplating and being in quiet and in prayer to start my day. And I had a coach. I had a coach in 2020 who said to me, well, that's so masculine. Like that's a masculine energy. You just need to get over that. And you shouldn't be teaching people that because you're teaching people to drop out of their feminine. And that's so masculine. And I hadn't gained my footing yet in the wider coaching community to be able to discern why my word in 2021 was discernment was partly because of these kind of stories. I realized in my leadership, I was a great leader for others. I wasn't always a great leader for myself and discerning, does this fit me? And is this my truth? You see, when you have a mentor Everything she or he says to you does not necessarily mean it's your truth. These are ideas. These are sparks. So when she said that to me, because I had been in my masculine for so long in business, I rejected anything. I just was like, oh, don't want to be in my masculine, want to be in my feminine. I stopped the practice of getting up at 5 a.m. I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to be in my feminine. I'm just going to wake up when I wake up and like start my day later and so on and so forth. And I'd been doing that for a better part of a year when I had another realization. What I realized is I don't buy into the this or that. You will hear me say this. You've heard me say this. This is part of what I teach in Becoming Iconic. I teach an and life. And when we go into an or life, this or that, we swing pendulums way too far one direction or the other. And what happens is we we really lose the harmony that we're all searching and really desiring and that feels good in our life. Instead, we're like in these big swings. And that to me is not balance. People say, oh, I'm looking for balance in our lives. I'm like, no, we're looking for harmony. There's no such thing as balance. But what it is, is finding that harmonious place. And that's when, to me, I realized it's not a feminine energy versus a masculine and choosing one or the other. It's having a marriage of the two. Oh, okay. This is big marriage of the two. And so if I were to have a marriage of the two, because I don't want to have one without the other, because that is not in harmony, what would that look like? Well, Sure, there's a masculine energy around the discipline of getting up at five and, you know, talking yourself into putting your feet on the ground and shutting off the alarm and having the discipline to keep moving and not go back to bed. That's certainly a masculine energetic. That's not bad. Okay. Because here's what it led me into was the most feminine part of my day. See, getting up at five, that masculine energy of that discipline, sure but it actually created this big space for massive feminine energy where I would put on a silk robe. I mean, lady friends. Okay. Well, let's be honest. Okay. My husband's going to kill me for saying this. If you tell him I said this, I'm going to deny it. Um, he even loves a silk robe. Okay. (laughs) So I caught him (laughs) with my silk robe on. So I, we, we literally, we have that kind of effect. Okay. 
So I bought myself a silk robe and I wanted to create this positivity from the time I got up. Part of my negative thinking of overwhelm was I wasn't ahead of my day anymore because I was sleeping in. And how could I switch that? Well, get out of bed, Jen, create the space. And, you know, let's assume maybe your first thought at 5 a.m. is, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I have so much to do. Let's assume that that still is there. What could I do immediately to switch that into something really beautiful and luxurious and feminine? Silk. I wanted to feel my skin slip into silk. I mean, when you feel that on your body, you can't help but drop into romance and luxury and beauty and feminine. It's just the most glorious way to start your day. Okay. So I got myself a silk robe. I light candles in the morning. I breathe. What a practice of self-care and self-love. What a way to support the pillar of self is just to feel the breath, your lungs expanding. It's beautiful. It's something we don't even consider for most of our day. Our our bodies do this without us even thinking and realizing. But what would it feel like to get up in the morning and light a candle and be in a silk robe and to feel your breath? to feel your skin, to smell maybe oils in your diffuser. Or for me, sometimes I like spritzing myself with a little bit of my perfume. What would it be like to have space with no interruption, no distraction, no phone, just you watching the world wake up, listening to the birds and nature wake up, watching a sunrise. There is so much emphasis on a sunset. So much appreciation for a sunset. I'm going to let you know something, a big secret. A sunrise is as exquisite as a sunset. And most people sleep through it. Most people prefer to sleep than they do to get up and enjoy and be in the feminine. So the practice of my morning is me pursuing, being, and becoming the highest version of myself. Everything changes from that practice. How I eat, how I greet my family, how I open my day, the feeling I have around my day, the space I start to feel because I gave myself space. I added hours to my day. Working out becomes an easy thing to accomplish. Dinner's already thought of. There's so much that gets to be held in this beautiful moment that is underestimated and can sometimes even be turned against you. And maybe 5 a.m. is not your time. You may be listening to this and you're not a parent. And so 6 or 7 a.m. is your time. The time doesn't necessarily really matter. I've even had people who have said to me, well, I'm a shift worker. Like I, I can't get up at five. This is not a test. So if 5 a.m. is not your time, when can you create that time? as a non-negotiable practice in your day where you can sit in this spot in your home that makes you feel alive and cozy and warm and expansive in a silk robe or whatever you prefer, where you light a candle and see a flame, where you look out a window and witness nature, where you allow space to hear your ideas and hear your intuition 
and listen to guidance and celebrate yourself and smell those flowers you bought yourself. Think of what you're welcoming in and also just linger in what is and what has happened where you look at your vision and go, how can we create even more? And also sit in deep gratitude for what is. This is the most radical, beautiful transformation you can create in your entire life and business. And do not fool yourself for one minute to think that this is for the person who has a successful business already, or that's nice for you, Jen, that's not going to work for me. When are you going to flip that on its head and really look at the excuses you have bought into that hold you back from being with yourself, that hold you back from your purpose? Because I would guarantee if you say those things to yourself, you're also someone's like, I don't really know what my purpose is. I'm not even really sure what I want to do. I don't know. Confusion comes when we don't have time to ourselves to consider. And time for ourselves is not necessarily a natural thing, especially for me with all the things that I hold. It's not that that is an easy thing necessarily. It's an intention. It is a practice. It is a non-negotiable. And it is what created the most incredible healing, personal power, personal responsibility, energetic, thoughtful, kind, bold, audacious, expansive me. Am I there where I can look in the mirror and love every pore and every inch and every hair on my body? Almost, almost, almost. And that feeling is really something we're celebrating in itself. Because for a lot of us, we look in the mirror we're not terribly impressed. We're picking ourselves apart. We're feeling like we're not enough. We're feeling like the outward success or the outward validation or the relationship or how somebody perceives us is going to fulfill us or make us feel that worthiness, that success, that celebration. And this masterclass today was to slap that to you. <laughs> say, slap it across your face. I will not slap it across your face. It might feel like that. It might feel like that, but I would never do that, <laughs> but slap it. Okay. I'm just going to slap it to you wherever it lands. Let it land. Okay. It could be a slap on the ass. I don't know, but, um, let it slap you as it may and provoke you to start pursuing yourself the way you would a partner, the way you would a child, the way you do your business the way you do a trip you want to go on, the way you do the bank account you desire, you are in pursuit of those things. I know it. And so why wouldn't you put that pursuit of yourself with more urgency and excitement and focus and intention? Because that's a 100% guarantee. 100% guarantee is finding yourself, your essence, your values, your character, the things that matter most to you, the peacefulness of acknowledging yourself and loving the skin you're in, being inward and soul-fed and led. Mm. That's the secret sauce, friends. And that gets to be at the forefront of this next year. 
That's pillar number one, self, the celebration, the acknowledgement, the love, the romance, the relationship. And I cannot wait to do the next pillar with you. Please make sure that you listen to this and you listen to this with so much love that you listen to this and have the realization of what you have overcome, what you have walked through, who you have become and who you are becoming and spend a lot of time in that today and the next day and the next day. And you do that by setting these practices up. Their intentions, their non-negotiables, their practices, and I'm committed. I am committed to this this year. And you watch and you witness what happens in all the other pillars going forward. Get ready. It's going to be good. And you're going to be super proud of yourself. And you're going to think, what took me so long? Well, friends, you are worthy upon arrival. And the timing is always divinely perfect. And I'm so grateful I got to be the manifestation and messenger of this to you today. Please make sure to share it. Please make sure to save this. And remember, every ounce of energy put into self is a 100% guaranteed satisfaction. (laughs) Go make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass. I trust this was a gorgeous experience for you and full of expansion. And now I'm going to give you three opportunities right now to step further into your leadership. And we're going to do that through action and generosity. The first way is please share this podcast right now on your social media and make sure to tag me either Jen Spiegel or Becoming Iconic podcast because I love resharing you. The second thing is through connection, sending the link to someone specific who you thought of as you were listening to this information and this masterclass who came upon your heart. That's a really beautiful form of leadership. And the third way, it takes one minute of your time, but the ripple effect is huge. And that's by leaving a five-star review and a comment below. When you do that, more people learn about becoming iconic masterclass and more people enter this community. And with more comes more souls and more connection and more growth and more expansion and all the things that we all desire. So those three things are ways right now you can show up in your leadership and generosity and action the things that you are learning. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to be with you again next week. And until then, go carve and create and savor your diamond life. It's yours. 